This is Pastor Lloyd Maddox, bringing to you a message about the lifestyle of Jesus from our ministry library. This is the Maddox Podcast. I'd like to read just one statement. uh, Let me read three scriptures. It's it's St. John chapter 13, begins at verse 36, 37, and 38. St. John chapter 13, verse 36, 37, 38. And then we're going to go to St. John chapter 18 and begin with verse 15. So that's St. John. St. John chapter 13, verse 36. This is a conversation between Jesus, our Lord Jesus, and Simon Peter. Simon Peter said unto him, Lord, whether thou goest, or whether goest thou, Jesus answered him, whether I go, thou canst not follow me now. But thou shalt follow me afterwards. Verse 37, Peter said unto him, Lord, why canst not, or cannot I follow thee now? I will lay down my life for your sake. Jesus answered him, Wilt thou lay down thy life for my sake? Verily, verily, I say unto you, the cock shall not crow until thou hast denied me thrice. Okay, without reading it, I was going to read to you that happening where Peter actually denied the Lord, but that begins in chapter 18 with verse 15 and goes through about verse 28, 27, 28. But I'd like to to start out with you today, something I think is very sobering, and that is that all of you have been trained as Christians in your home, your Christian home. Uh, You go to Bible-believing churches. The vast majority of you go to charismatic, Pentecostal, full gospel churches. Some go to Baptist. Some go to Church of Christ. Um, I can't remember other churches, denominations, but you're all Bible believers. It sounds like Jesus and Peter were so far away from us 2,000 years ago that they were making these statements. And Peter was saying, Lord, I will lay down my life for you. And uh, how many of you believe Peter meant that when he said it? But I want to ask you today, would you lay down your life for the Lord? And then I want to share some things with you that are happening. And I've got microphones sitting. I asked Brother Summerlin if he would set up microphones at both sides over here. And I want this to be an open forum today. Now, I realize that I'm not Marlon Maddox with an open forum at point of view. But I would like today for this to be an open forum for you to come and respond a little bit. But I'm going to read you some things that happened in the United States of America just approximately two months ago, almost to the day, two months ago. These things happened. The President of the United States, which officially is Bill Clinton, unofficially, you know, his wife Hillary. Number one, he permitted the bodies of aborted babies to be used in research, medical research. These were all presidential things that were assigned within the first five days of his presidency. Do you understand what that means? That means a baby that has been aborted could still be kept alive for use in medical research. Number two, he lifted the restriction on abortion counseling in federally funded clinics. He began the process of importing the abortifacient RU486. Most of you probably have heard about it. It's been used in Europe, which could ultimately result in many millions of additional deaths of babies. 
Number four, he removed the prohibition or attempted to on openly active homosexuals and lesbians in the military. Number five, he provided federal funding for abortions in military hospitals all across or overseas in other places other than America. Now, the president has expressed enthusiasm or enthusiastic support of something that's called Freedom of Choice Act. And the Freedom of Choice Act says that a person could abort a baby up to nine months, which means the day that the lady starts her pains, she could have a baby aborted as long as it does not birth. There is something also that is being promoted by Hillary Clinton, which is children's rights. In the children's rights, if a parent were to correct a child and the child did not like it, the child could sue the parents. The child could have the parents put in jail if they spank them. The President of the United States, within the first two weeks of his presidency, appointed a lady to be the head of the Department of Housing and Urban Development. This lady is Roberta Akronberg. She is a radical lesbian activist who directed the National Gay Liberation. She lives with Mary Morgan, who is the presiding, presiding judge of the San Francisco Municipal Court. They live together. Neither woman reportedly re would reveal which one of them actually birthed a little boy. They had artificial insemination so that they could become a family. They birthed a little boy. The judge was a, played a leading role in expelling the Boy Scouts of America from public facilities within the San Francisco Bay Area and took them off of the list of charitable givers. This cost the Boy Scouts approximately $800,000. The judge, in defending her own actions, said, do we want children learning the values of an organization that provides character building exclusively from straight God-fearing male children. Now, this is coming from a lesbian. It's the same thing as I heard the other night on one of the television newscasts was talking about the, the religious right who is taking over school boards and public schools. At the end, the reporter made a statement like this. Do we really believe that we would like to have help in our public schools from God? As if that would be a real terrible thing to do. My question to you this morning is that if we have been taught to believe the Bible and believe that certain things are sin, such as being a lesbian or a homosexual or a, an adulterer or a fornicator or a person that commits incest, any of these, how willing are we to fight to regain these or regain the status that we once had in America for values? You may not be aware, but on, on the laws in the state of Texas, the actions of homosexuals and lesbians is a crime. Now, the actions of homosexuals and lesbians generally is referred to as sodomy. There is a sodomy law in the United States of America. Right now, it is still a crime to abort a baby that's nine months in development. Right now, parents have rights in the homes to raise up children. And I guess I'm not looking for answers as much as I'd like to know if Jesus were to ask this group of people, would you lay down your life for his sake? 
What would you answer? How about the issues that I've brought up that are, these are not possible things that might happen in America. These are things that are happening. Who will stand against them? If the liberal left voted in Mr. Clinton, knowing that he is an adulterer, that his wife has probably very questionable moral values in her own self, as a matter of fact, it was said that the Republican Party had information that Hillary Clinton probably was immoral in a different way, but did not have enough concrete information to spread it or to say it. So we won't say that she is or that she isn't. But if our presidency and our liberal left is promoting these kind of laws, do you realize that these kind of laws would be the kind of laws that could come back in and say that your pastor cannot preach against sodomy if lesbians and homosexuals have rights and their actions are right and you cannot preach against it. How many of you are following the way I'm thinking on this? If the law is passed that homosexuals and lesbians' actions are okay in just another alternative lifestyle and I preach against sodomy and that lifestyle from the pulpit, could it happen that our pastors could be put in jail? I'm going to tell you that it has happened. I'd like, while I'm doing this talking, I'd like a response from especially at least uh, some of our seniors, but basically from ninth grade on up, and then you seventh and eighth graders. I'd, if you'd like to respond and comment on any of this, I'd like you to just walk up and sit down on the altar, and you can take your time when we get through here just a little bit. How many of you have studied enough about uh, Hitler to know a little bit about what went on in Hitler's regime? You know a little bit about him, okay. Are you aware that in the Holocaust, where there were some six million Jews, that the Jews, um, the Polish people, homosexuals, were all a part of the extermination? Somebody says, well, praise God, them homosexuals got exterminated. No, as much as we hate and despise that action. Do they have a soul? Does a homosexual have a soul? Yes, they do. As much as we hate and despise that action, we, we must categorize the people that exterminated the Jews as just as guilty when they exterminated someone that's a homosexual. But I want to know, is the Christian teaching that your parents, your churches, your school has taught you, could it be enough that some of you would take it enough, serious enough that you might need to stand against this type thing? Even if the laws come back and the law says the churches are not exonerated from not hiring homosexuals and lesbians. And another thing, we've got almost four years to go on this presidency. And I don't mean this to be funny, but do you realize some of you will have children and be married before Mr. Clinton goes out of office? And that some of you might have opportunity to encourage other people not to abort their babies? Some of you will be voting on issues is it important that you be grounded in your own values right now? Is there anyone here today that you feel strong enough in certain areas that you wouldn't mind coming forward and just sharing with all of us some feelings and emotions you've had about some of these issues? Who will take over the leadership of our world and our society in the next 10 years? if Christians don't stand for something. Is there anyone here this morning that you've actually never heard your pastor condemn abortion from the pulpit? I wouldn't want you to embarrass him, but how many of you realize that these are sins that cross boundaries? If our churches don't stand up for the moral values that our nation was founded on, who will stand up for it? You may have never taken the responsibility that you're not in a Christian school by accident. And I'm not trying to put a heavy burden on you, but I'm trying to point out to you, even our 7th and 8th graders this morning, that God has you here. 
God has you in your church. God has you in a Christian home that somebody will take up the banner in a few years and start laying down their life for the values that has made America strong, for the values that have been promoted in the Bible. Have any of you ever thought about how fearful it would be to bring up a child in America in the next 10 years? What's going to happen? How many of you are familiar with the term euthanasia? Last um, Monday, I think it was, can't remember, I flipped the television on to um, the public channel, Channel 8, and they showed an hour-long program of euthanasia over in Europe, Sweden, and how these people had determined that they would commit suicide. And it's legal in some of those nations. One of the stories was that a man and his wife had several children, they were grown, and they'd had a friend that was going to commit suicide. And they all came against it. They told this friend, there's better ways. You don't have to commit suicide. But a few years later, the mother of all of these kids contacted colon cancer, had an operation. The operation was not successful. The doctors sent her home to die. Have any of you ever had a relative that was sent home to die because of an operation? Sent her home to die. She got home. She lost weight. She had a son in the Navy of the nation that they live from. She had two daughters and an older son. There was four children. One day, as they showed pictures of her skin and bones, she looks like she's about 46, 47 years of age, which when you're looking down that age from mine, it's kind of young, but from years up, that's ancient. She said to her husband, the pain is too severe. I want to do something about it permanently. And her husband said he had never thought that his wife would ever say those things, but it was so sure she'd made her mind up. And they talked about how that they brought all the family in and how that they made arrangements with the doctor to come in and they put this IV in her arm and, and she just laid over on her husband's shoulder and they put the poison in her arm and that she was dead within moments and how wonderful it was and nobody had to grieve anymore. How do you believe that America is swallowed a lie? Bible-believing people are not in charge anymore. We're becoming the minority. The newspapers, the television programs, the anchor men, Christianity is becoming the joke around. But I feel like this morning that just as nations across our world have come against Christianity, do you realize that we cannot be defeated if God is on our side? And I'm not trying to bring such a heavy thing to you this morning that we're not going to be successful. But I'm saying to you as Jesus said to Peter, will you lay down your life for me? And please don't, don't go out of here this morning depressed about what pastor's saying. But I want to shock us all. God's raised you up to be an army. I'm in the army of the Lord. You're trained. You're being trained to be soldiers in the army of the Lord. But whoever said to you, there's going to come a time you're going to fight. Has anyone ever said to you, you're going to have to stand up for some moral values? How many of you would, without criticizing your parents, you'd almost say to Pastor Max, my parents are too busy to think about those kind of things. Our parents have never said that someday I may have to stand. All of us parents are busy. But you know, the homosexuals and lesbians are busy. They're busy proclaiming their side of the story. The abortion people are busy. We talked with um, Pam Bishop, whose two young men attend our school here. Where are my bishop boys at this morning? Raise your hand real high. Your mother didn't do anything wrong. <laughs> Pam just came back from Austin last week about the APAC situation. 
about the education, sex education of students in public schools from kindergarten to 12th grade. How many of you read something about APAC or you've heard about it? And she said that there were people there in Austin far APAC. And the biggest representation for APAC there was a medical company. What was the name of it? Artho? Was that what it was? Because the more kids that get sexually active, the more protective items they have to have, the more pills they produce, the more babies they could use in abortions. How many of you have heard of a scripture that says the love of money is the root of all evil? This company was right there in Austin promoting APAC because the more APAC is promoted, the more young people become sexually active, the more babies are born out of wedlock, the more Items for use for protection are brought in. Young people, please hear Pastor Maddox. This is a time to hear your parents. This is a time to hear your pastors. This is a time to hear God sent teachers to you and to tell you we've got to stand up and make our voice heard. It is as wrong as can be when that man shot a doctor that performs abortion. Absolutely hurts the cause of Christ. But we live in a free nation where we can stand up and say, we can speak, we can live our life like Peter should have been living his. Lord, I'll lay my life down for you. It's not a time to put our head in the sands. When Hitler was executing thousands and millions of Jews, there were churches that got so intimidated by him that the churches literally said these things. Hitler is from God. We should salute him. There were pastors and priests who put on military uniforms in support of Hitler because they were fearful of the attack that they would come under if they came against him. And again, young people, let me challenge you. You are going to be ridiculed. Brother Summerlin is doing a teaching on dating versus courtship. For young people that would choose courtship over dating, they may be ridiculed by other young people who believe that the American-style dating is still okay for a Christian. You may be ridiculed for your views on abortion. You may be ridiculed for your views on homosexuals and lesbians. But somebody in the body of Christ has got to stand up for truth. Who will it be? Who will it be? Will it be the kids that are in public school today? Hopefully there will be a few. But how many Christian school kids has taken what? They've been taught and said, I don't care what the others do. I'm going to stand up and be heard. Anytime I have an opportunity to tell that God's way is the right way and that these things are wrong and they're sin, I'm going to stand. Seniors, you're gone. If you're passing, you can't hardly fail from here to the end of class. If you're failing, you probably can't hardly make it up. But I'm saying your you're 13 years in, in school it's over with. When you walk out those doors on graduation night, will you stand? Will you say, I don't care what the other kids are doing. Something down here has to say somebody in America has to be heard on the Christian value. I'll be one of those. Seventh graders, eighth graders, shocking as it may be seen, as it may seem, but these twelfth graders just a few years ago were seventh and eighth graders. And they look back now and it probably doesn't seem that long, does it, John? Doesn't seem like it's that long ago. Who's going to stand? It's time for me to close. Is there anybody like to comment on that? Well, uh, about as far as the influence that uh, the liberals are having, well, most of the influence is coming from high levels of society and and uh, and in the business world, politicians and things like that. And um, I feel like Christians should pursue higher goals and and 
in their careers, and um, so they can also have a um, impact on, on on society in a high level, also such as politicians, business people, and stuff like that. And um, I just think that we should be more active and not so passive, and and just pursuing high goals for ourselves, so we can be a good influence on the world. Um, including political things. For instance, if I feel like the government is, is doing things wrong in the Farm Bureau, and I have nothing to do with the Farm Bureau, I don't have a voice. So politically, if I don't think the government's doing things right politically, and I don't get involved politically in what's going on, I really don't have a voice. Any comments? Well, um, pretty much what you just said, I think that um, Christians should stand up and fight for their rights because, I mean, especially these days because we're losing them like left and right, you know, and if we just sit back and just let it happen, you know, we're going to, we're not going to have any more rights to pray, you know, even in our own homes eventually if, if it keeps up this way. So I just think we need to fight and, and, you know, let our voice be heard and pray. Um, y'all, I'm sure I went here last year and, um, I bet you're not thinking you're too young to stand up and stand for what you need to know, but um, I'm only 18 years old, and I went off to college. And by listening to what I was taught last year, this year, I have had to stand up. And I've had to tell my roommate and my best friends flat out, listen, it's wrong. And they're, they're fellow Christians, but they just never believed and they never taught when they were younger. And they just say, well, it's psychological that you're homosexual. And it's not. And the Bible tells you it's not. And I mean, I'm 18 years old and y'all aren't too young because right now, when I was younger, I learned that it was wrong and I had to stand up now and I still am. And it, I'm in a Baptist school, I'm in a Christian school, and they're telling me that I'm wrong. And y'all have to start learning now. Y'all have to start standing up 12 on up. And I have to and I want to tell y'all just don't think that just because you're in a Christian environment you're not going to have to be able to stand up to your friends too because you're going to have to stand up to everybody even your family if need be exactly right I think um, one of the main things we need to do before we start working on the world is we need to fix the church there's some things wrong in the church that we need to fix and it's like the Bible says why do you try to get the beam out of your I mean the splinter out of your brother's eye when you have a beam in your own we've got to fix the, some of the ways that we think some of the ways that that's the things that are wrong with us so I mean I mean before you before we start looking at everybody else we need to look at ourselves fix us and then we can fix everybody else let me read you something quickly I know if we do not get involved and what's going on. It's going to be a sad day for us. Uh, very important that we understand that the devil's crowd does desire to have their way in everything that's going on. The devil's crowd does desire to have a agenda that is absent of the Word of God, that is absent of everything that God stands for. And um, let me see if I can find in here these things. If we don't stand up, when will we? For instance, at what point in time will we stand for what we believe? And I'm reading this out of James Dobson's letter. Is there anything worth putting your reputation or your life in jeopardy for? Is there anything worth that? Will you object if our children are routinely indoctrinated in homosexual ideology? Will we object if imperfect babies are killed in a hospital just because the baby is not going to be born with proper facilities? Will you object if involuntary euthanasia becomes widespread in nursing home? That simply means that the directors of the nursing home will determine which old person has to die. Will you object if the state tells your pastors or preaches what they can preach from the pulpit? And it says in Sweden, an evangelical preacher who preached against Sodom and Gomorrah 
were convicted of verbal violence against homosexuals and was sentenced to four weeks in prison. Will you object if your church loses its non-profit status and a heavy is heavily taxed? Will you object if the state assumes ownership of all of our children and tells parents that they must raise them under penalty of losing custody? How to raise them? Will you object if boys and girls are given wide range rights that override the wishes of their parents and fathers? Will you object if every teenager in America is given immoral advice and a supply of implements or supply of things to implement their immorality? Will you object if each family is permitted only one baby? China is already at that point in time. It's time to stand up. In our fight, we're still obligated to be Christian in every aspect of it because that's what makes our fight valid. But um, we will do other things. Uh, for instance, if Christian business people are required to satisfy a quota of homosexuals and lesbian as far as employees, if that's required at the church or school, we could not obey that law. There will be a lot of laws that Christians, should the government pass laws. Now, you, you as children must know that the original Constitution of the United States of America states that Congress shall pass no laws in certain areas um, referencing our, not, not the Constitution, but I believe it, uh, one of our great writers of that Constitution said that Congress should pass no laws that has anything contrary to the Bible. And that was his belief. And the reason being is because Christian people must stand for what is truth in the Bible. Are we not Christian? Is that right? If we don't stand for what's in the Bible, we're not Christian. Good question, Jeff. Let me read you some more out of that same uh, vernacular. Will we object if universities refuse to grant degrees to outspoken Christian students? If you become very outspoken, even in your Christian college, uh, you'll get crucified. Uh, having had a daughter in a Christian college myself, she found that same thing. It's a Christian school with a public school mentality. And that's a shame because Southwestern Assemblies of God had the same problem. You, you must start standing for truth and not standing just because everybody else is standing for something. Will you object if our daughters or our sisters or our wives are drafted and have to fight in combat? Will we object if obscenity laws are repealed and child pornography is ignored by the government? Will we object if the schools teach death education classes to students beginning in elementary? Will we rise to speak if every tenet of your faith is legislated against in Congress and in your home state? Today I just wanted to focus on challenging you about not just floating around believing the things that your parents have taught you and believing the things that your church has taught you, believing things that your school has taught you, challenging your thinking, will you be a warrior for the Lord and stand up and, and hold your ground? These things have already hit the borders of the United States of America. They're not things that are going to happen. They're happening. You hear them. You read about them. You see them in God's world. But I'm going to tell you, I think you can be proud to be a Christian. And be proud to stand up for truth. I don't think it should be something depressive. I think it should be an excitement in here that says, I'm proud to be a Christian. I think it should still be prideful to be an American, but more so, proud to be a Christian. Thank you for listening to today's message. We would like to invite you to follow us at Maddox Ministries on Facebook. Feel free to send us a message. We would love to hear how today's message impacted you. You can also email Pastor Maddox at lmaddox, M-A-D-D-O-U-X, at suddenlink.net.
And until next time, remember, Christianity is not just a religion. It is a lifestyle, a way of life that God has commanded us to live. This is the Maddox Podcast, and we are still here talking about Jesus.